So Romans 5, verses 1, 2, what did I say, 1, 2, 8. Okay. Titled, Peace and Joy. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have a peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God, Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. A hope that does not disappoint us, because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. Let's pray. Father, as that the words that I speak... I've been uh, thinking of over the last weeks, Lord, that they will not go void and that we'll get a glimpse of your hope and your glory within the pages of this Bible. Amen. I just want to clarify the type of hope that we're thinking about this morning. It's not the hope I had that I would be a size smaller by Christmas or that maybe I might have left the oven on or turned it off. It's a deeper sense of hope, the hope that we find in Christ. Within the pages of the Bible I have found in the Old Testament, Jesus can be concealed. And yet in the New Testament, I find that Jesus is revealed openly for us to see. Let me explain it. In the Old Testament, there are strong hints, images, promises and prophecies of what is to come. In the New Testament, the promises The prophecies are all unveiled for us to see. There are many names given to Jesus, and one that we use at Christmas time is Emmanuel, which means God with us. God from the past, the present, and the future to come. It's the same I am that was with Moses and the other characters that we find in the Old Testament, all pointing to Jesus, who is central to the whole Bible. The coming of Jesus, which we're thinking about and preparing to celebrate over these weeks, was not God's backup plan for the world, but it was the plan right from the very beginning. There we see hope for the world revealed in Jesus. Although most of my children have grown up now, we still have an advent calendar. It's actually hidden in Ellie's room because she, being the youngest, is the one who wants to open the windows every morning. I don't think the rest of the family know that it's actually there, but she is growing in excitement as she opens that window. And part of that is infectious, maybe to me and not so much to the rest of the family, but we have this excitement of building expectation. 
So this morning, I'm going to open some windows of hope that we find through various people in the Bible. Now, I don't know if you notice, week by week, I tend to write notes when I'm um, listening to somebody because I quite easily forget. So if you want to, there's pens and paper on the table if you want to jot down some ideas that you come across. You don't have to. The first window that we're going to open is on a character not normally um, spoken about at this time of the church calendar. And the first window that opens up is on the thief on the cross. I know today is a day about hope, but I want to remember this thief at the crucifixion. This man had not lived a godly life, and because of his deeds, he was being punished. In Matthew and in Mark's gospel, both thieves on either side of Jesus are counted as mocking and joining in with the insults being thrown at Jesus. In Luke's account in the Bible, things change. Towards the end, the thief turns to Jesus and there must have been a glimmer of hope in his heart because his request, recognising in himself that he had punishment, acknowledges that he needs punishing. He says to Jesus, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus not turned to him and said, well, you're a bit late. He actually replied with this. I tell you the truth, that today you will be with me in paradise. For the thief, his belief in who Jesus was gave him eternal life that day. I remember seeing a sketch a few years ago. Um, I can't even remember the name of the drama company. But it was of the angels getting ready to um, welcome Jesus, the first one up into heaven on that day. And as they're so excited, who comes through the clouds but the thief? And it was their shock and horror. How and why are you here? It was the guy's belief in Jesus Christ that day that gave him eternal life. The second window I'm going to open up is also in the New Testament. And it's looking at the woman at the well. We see that Jesus spends time with her and talks to the Samaritan woman. And while that time, her eyes are opened to the man well, we now know who that man is. At that point, she didn't. But she also has hope in her question to him. She says, could this be the Christ? As she goes back to the village, her own testimony of what Jesus had said to her drew out those people from her town. And it says in the Bible, many believed and they themselves declared we know this man really is the saviour of the world. Different type of hope, but the same longing in her heart of who Jesus is. So that's two from the New Testament. I'm going to go to the Old Testament. And why not go right back to the very beginning? So we're going to Genesis and open the window. And this time it's Abraham who's behind the window known as the father of our faith. In Romans chapter 4, the previous chapter, it says this, Against all hope, 
Abraham, in hope, believed and became the father of many nations, just as it had been promised to him. The promise was fulfilled and Abraham had a son, Isaac, and loved him dearly. It was at this point that God asked him to take Isaac and sacrifice him on a mountaintop. How could God command someone to sacrifice his own son? And yet, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should have eternal life. God asked no more from Abraham than God himself was willing to give. God gave his only son that whoever believed, who loved him completely out of choice, and God gave his son for us. God provided a ram for Abraham's sacrifice, and his son was released. Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide, a time of hope. Years later, hope was given to us as the king stepped down from the throne and lovingly laid aside his majesty for us. So let's look through the fourth window. We're going to open it and inside is the picture of Jesus. In Romans verses 1 and 2, it says this, Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. I know it's not pretty or nice to think about Easter when there's trees, light and tinsel around, but it's the reason that we give thanks to God. We give thanks that it wasn't an accidental pregnancy or a backup plan. Knowing what it was to come, he was the only hope for us. Jesus coming as a vulnerable baby into our world so that we can be reconciled to God through belief in Jesus Christ. This hope runs throughout the pages of the Bible. In Isaiah 42, verse 4, there is a prophecy and part of that says, in his law the nations will put their hope. Whose law or name? That's Jesus' name. Last week, when I was with the children, we opened another window, and this one opens up on Mary. The nation had been living in hope for a Messiah for years, and then the angel appears to Mary. In Luke 1, verse 31 to 34, find it quickly. Mary is given the name of the future history of her son. It says this. I'll find it. There we go. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be the great, and it will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom will never end. Her reply to this message is, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. 
Jesus is born, the hope for the nations, not just for us now, but for the whole world. So now why do we open the window upon ourselves? God's hope for the nations. This time, see a picture of yourself. And God gives the most amazing gift. In Romans 5, verse 2, this gift is the gift of grace on which we now stand. Through faith in Jesus Christ, we stand in grace. This grace is unmerited, undeserved, and it's unearned. It comes as the kindness and the favour of God. And why? Because he loves us. Remember, it's through faith in Jesus Christ, not by our own works or our efforts. With the Holy Spirit working through us, it's the Holy Spirit that draws us closer to God, into that closer, loving relationship. And that's why it's so amazing. In verse 3, we don't just stand in this grace, we live in the covering of this grace. Verse 3 says, we don't all, we all, sorry, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that in suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. We also rejoice in our sufferings. Why? Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. I remember a time when um, our daughter was born and we chose a name. Her name was chosen particularly because during that time our family was going through a lot of suffering. The suffering was a lot of illness in the family, a lot of cancer on both sides of the family. And I wanted a name, a marker, to set our family's hopes, not just on um, the time that we were going through, but a hope that we can hold securely in Jesus Christ. So we called her Eliana, which means God has heard me. And we called her Hope because I wanted to be continually reminded, our family to be reminded, that there is more to come, even though we were going through suffering. The perseverance and the character that comes through that refines that hope that we have in Christ. Hope does not disappoint, because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us for that reason, to continue that hope. So how does that work on a day-to-day basis? There is a song in a recent movie that has a proclamation of no longer being left in the dark and not hiding our brokenness because we need to recognise that even though we stand in grace, our lives can be broken. The words in the song are, it's not a Christian song, it's, I am brave, I am bruised, I am who I'm meant to be, this is me. Because of God's great love for us, and even in our brokenness, our identity now is in Christ. So we live and we share our lives with those around us, and be Christ to those we meet. For some, we may be the only representation of Christ that people see. I can hear questions. But you don't know what I've done. And God says, yes, I do. (coughs) But 
I need to pay somehow for all that I have done. God says it's already taken care of on the cross. By the way, God doesn't keep an account. But you don't understand, the pain is too much. Remember, I'm always with you. But I can't change. It's been too long. God says, if you love me, you will not want to carry on in your old ways. Let me show you a new way. But I'm not ready yet. God says, that's okay. I'll be with you. Tomorrow's not promised, but just in case, I'll be there. I started the talk today by giving you just one of the names of Jesus. It was Emmanuel, God with us. In many situations and in our lives, the names of Jesus, God or the Holy Spirit can be found. He is our saviour, healer, redeemer, peacemaker. He is the king of kings, the lord of all things, the perfect father, and the hope, even in our darkest of times. There was a song that was given to me, it came on a CD, I handed out as a gift bag, we were up in Peterborough seeing our nephew being baptised. And one of them really spoke to me, and it has been playing in the back of my mind as I've been thinking and praying about today. I'll play it for you in a couple of seconds. But as I play it, I ask God to speak afresh into our hearts of promises, words of encouragement, to speak to you about your identity in him, of the love that he has for you, and affirm in you the hope that can be found in Jesus. If you want to follow the words, it's on the big A4 sheet that's actually on your tables. I'm going to ask Mark if you'll play it now. Thank you. So I come back, actually, to the Old Testament. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Never lose hope. Don't be disheartened or indifferent. Be the difference and make the difference to those around you. Live the Jesus life and do good works for the, to the glory of God your Father. Amen.